Podcast 2. Welcome back, y'all, to the Zack Attack Podcast, better known as Zap. This podcast I will be recording for 365 days. Today we are on 365 slash really just 364. And essentially in this podcast, I will be covering all things about my life, all things interesting to me and as they relate and I will go on with random ramblings about them. So I promise to make it entertaining. I promise to provide you good content. So sit back, relax and enjoy the podcast. Today's topics. So essentially kind of going over a few things last night, we went to an interesting party. Um, my wife and I are currently in Ecuador. Uh, my wife is family is from Ecuador. She was raised in America. Long story short, we're just spending some time here. And we went to a 40th birthday party for a gentleman last night by the name of Georgie. Georgie is very interesting because he has half German, half Greek, speaks Spanish, has lived in Ecuador for 15 years. And a topic that came up last night amongst the dancing and the drinking and the the large amount of European discotheque, which I never even heard of in my life, um... The topic of stress came up, and as we all know, all of us deal with stress, um, and we were just kind of going around, and because Giorgio speaks three languages, I was just kind of like, you know, what is the word for stress in Spanish? And he was like, stress. And I was like, what is the word for stress in German? And he said, stress. And then he said, what is the word for stress in Greek? And he didn't know. He couldn't think of it. And it was really interesting to me to think, you know, language is so powerful. What we say is so powerful to not have a word like stress because when you see Giorgio you'd think he's really laid back and a very chill person so sometimes these concepts kind of creep in on me because as a society growing up within America you know stress is a really big element that we face every day and we put stress on ourselves, we put stress for our career we put stress for our body you know we're always trying to do these certain things and sometimes you just got to take a moment and pause and enjoy where you're at right now And I think that's really, really important because we all want to hit these high level goals and we all want to be, or most of us want to be kind of at a point in our lives where we feel really good about it. But as I get older, what I'm really starting to learn is if you can't feel good about the present and where you are now, then when you reach that level of fame, when you hit that goal, if you haven't built the necessary functions to feel good now, you're not going to reach it. And no one teaches you that. You're not in school learning how to be present in the moment and enjoying life for what it is right now. And you have to do it yourself. You have to take a moment to sit back and just absorb where you are today and just appreciate the fact of how far you've come and where you want to go. You're not getting satisfied with it, but you're you're allowing yourself to enjoy it. Because really in life, what is starts to really happen is you have to build the tools to process certain things. And this is something I talk about a lot with my wife is how whenever you get conditioned to think something, you can get trapped. And those traps can really affect your life as an adult. Because something my mom also always tells me is we're always reliving out our childhood. So any emotional triggers you have from your childhood, you're going to be consistently reliving it out. And it's going to show up in many different ways. I myself um, am dyslexic, so 
I have I have experienced a lot of things as it relates to feeling intelligent, you know, not really fitting in within the normal traditional school system. And these things have weared on me, wore on me within my older years, within my 20s. You know, as I get into my mid 30s, I'm able to process it a lot more and just kind of take the time and understand that, you know, I accept myself for the way I am. I am not trying to be anyone else. And today, you know, I do love myself. And like those three concepts, if you can practice them on a daily, they will have such a strong impact on you and where you sit. So just kind of wanted to get into a little bit of that as we we, we discuss different topics on this podcast. I think emotional well-being is so important for the day-to-day. Um, me being someone who essentially is probably feels a lot of emotions, you know, can get wound up really quickly. I have to just take the time to really process where I'm at. But with that being said, kind of the agenda of the day. Today is going to be an interesting day. It's Sunday, but I have my buddy Coach Carlos coming to the house, and I'm going to make him Tex-Mex tacos. Now, I never really appreciated Tex-Mex tacos until I lived in Mexico. So I spent the last two months in Mexico kind of checking out different aspects of the culture, eating a lot of Mexican food. And this is like where a really big discrepancy is coming in that I've learned about Mexico and the United States relations. And the first thing I will say is they do not have Tex-Mex food. They have tacos. But if you want beans and rice on your plate, you have to order it, which is fine. But it's something that is really, you know, it's really interesting to me because I grew up with Mexican food as such a staple of my culture within Arkansas because Mexican food really adapted in when I was younger and we I ate a lot of Mexican food. So to me, going to Mexico and experiencing Mexico, it was really eye-opening. I think from a cultural standpoint, from a food standpoint, and also kind of understanding what the media tells us. You know, when you think of Mexico, you think of narcos, you think of getting kidnapped, you think of all this dangerous stuff, but Mexico is such a big country that you really face that more in the north on the border. Where we were living in San Miguel de Allende, it was a very calm environment. There wasn't anything really, you never felt kind of like you were going to be in a dangerous situation. And I've lived in dangerous countries. I've lived in San Salvador. I've lived in parts of Asia. I've definitely seen what a dangerous environment looks like. Um, so for me, it's been really interesting, but going back to the topic at hand with coach Carlos. So being in Ecuador has been a really interesting because I find that I've, I've made some tacos for some other people here and they never had it. So me kind of really thinking about what is the best food to make for people, I pick tacos, but I'm picking that American taco with the taco seasoning, hard shells. I've already found it in the store. And today I'm going to cook Coach Carlos and his girlfriend some tacos. Coach Carlos is my CrossFit coach. Um, and I've been in CrossFit for the last six, six, seven months since January. So maybe eight months, nine months. I can't count. And CrossFit's been a really interesting journey because originally I got into it because I had one of my really good friends, uh, Phil, kind of tell me about CrossFit. And I was like, dang. Out of scarcity, I was like, Phil's going to get super fit. And obviously, I lift weights, but it wasn't the same type of experience. So 
when I lived in Boulder, Colorado, I went and did a CrossFit workout and I couldn't believe how difficult it was and how sore my body was the next day. And because it was such a difficult thing, I was like, all right, I really have to do this more. So I worked out in Boulder. Natalie and I unfortunately had to come to Ecuador in March because of the passing of her grandmother. It was very sad and tragic. But through there, I would go to the CrossFit gym and I met Coach Carlos. And I was really just kind of impressed by the guy because he's about 28 years old. And you can tell he's just really, he's he's squared away guy. He works in this place every day. And... Hey y'all, sorry about that. My dog was barking at something and sometimes she just looks out the window and barks and I have no idea why and it drives me absolutely crazy. I'm not in a good place with my dog today because she keeps waking up and running in mud at 7 a.m. in the morning and I have to take her into the shower and like wash her feet off and it just gets old. That's all I can say about that. But moving on, so essentially, long story short, I think I was talking about Coach Carlos. Coach Carlos is going to come over here. You know, he's been a great coach, you know, kind of helped me hit some boundaries. What's really strange is whenever you are working out in a different language and you have to process everything in Spanish and CrossFit, it's pretty interesting. But I'm having him over. I appreciate him. I think he's a great coach, you know, and, and I think sometimes in life when people are helping you reach your goals, and people are helping you, you just want to show some appreciation to them and let them know that, hey, come on over, eat some tacos. Because in my mind, there's nothing better than a taco or a burrito. But I digress. So moving on. So since I am in Ecuador, I feel like it's really important I go into some Ecuadorian cultural things. You know, I was in Peace Corps. I lived in China for two years. Culture is something to me that I just really enjoy and I enjoy learning about it and talking about it. And one word we're going to learn today is really, really important. It's something that has really helped me in this culture adapt, learn how to communicate and really be accepted. And this word is chuchaki. Okay. The word chuchaki in itself originates from a Quechua word. Now, a Quechua in itself is an indigenous group within Ecuador. Ecuador has a lot of interesting aspects to it as a culture. One of them is the indigenous population. The indigenous population is very strong here. It's very rooted in the culture. And it's not so much the same as other 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 countries. You know, Colombia, Peru, which at some point in time used to be a part of Ecuador. They don't have that same in, indigenous root within it. And I've experienced aspects of the indigenous culture. I've been in the jungle with the Quechua people. I've eaten lavas or, you know, grubs, like kind of like what they ate in Lion King with the, with the chocolate. I can't even think right now. Essentially what happened is I went into the jungle and I ate bugs that were dipped in cacao because Ecuador too is known for the cacao. Um, you know, kind of that chocolate flavoring that kind of allows you to make cocoa. But I digress. Essentially going back to the word chuchaki. So in itself, chuchaki is the word for, wait for it, hangover. So if you are hungover, you would say, yo tengo un chuchaki. Or, yo, and the first time I heard it, I was like, what? You know, being in different aspects of Latin in Central America, 
it's like you know it's so crazy how each country has their own nuances for the language um and chuchaki being one of them but you know i was in mexico and they told me the word for hangover is cruda in venezuela they told me the word is rata you know it's like those aspects are really interesting to me not that i'm having a hangover all the time but those nuances about language and culture are always something that really stick out and they kind of give a culture and identity and when you are immersing into any community you really want to know the identity first through language um, because language just shows different aspects of how things are done another example of this is buen provecho now whenever someone's eating you say buen provecho and it's kind of a sign of good customs to do it and people do it just randomly and it's something to me that kind of stuck out because I was eating in Mexico and a random group of people walked by me and said, Buen Parvecho. Now, I was thinking to myself in the United States, you know, I couldn't imagine if people walked by me and said, hey, enjoy your lunch. You know, it'd be really kind of off guard. But those aspects of Latin culture are really unique. You know, ones where they are, they're formal and there's a lot of custom, customary aspects of it. So since being in Ecuador... And, you know, aspects of Latin cultures, it's been it's been really a good experience. I think when whenever you are living in the United States, sometimes you feel like you're in a cultural bubble and there's just such a big world out there with so many people, so many personalities. So I'm going to hop off here. I want to thank you guys for listening to my second podcast. I think it's going to be a very interesting journey. If I had any sponsors, I would reference them now, but with it being podcast too, I don't. But thank you, like, follow, you know, and you guys have a good Sunday.